Good morning. Welcome to First Baptist. I just wanted to start with a few announcements that we have. Um, the first announcement is um, just a reminder for everybody. The, uh, the numbers for COVID in the county are going up a little bit. So just want everybody to remain vigilant. Make sure we got our, our masks on um, when we're moving around the sanctuary. Good hand washing, things like that. The better we do with, the, um, with these preventative measures, the more likely it is that we can stay open and having services. So we really want to emphasize that um, because if, if um, the numbers keep going up, there's a chance that we may have to um, shut down for, for a period of time. Um, if that does happen um, and you want a phone call, please put a note in the, um, in the uh, offering, offering plate if you need a phone call. Um, if you don't have access to our Facebook page um, and you need to make sure you have a phone call, then, then do that so we can call you to let you know that we're not going to, so you don't come down and have nobody here, okay? Uh, we want to make sure that we can contact people. Uh, another announcement, a little uh, happier announcement. Um, Reverend Johnson is going to be back next week. He's back from his trip, and um, so he'll be here uh, through Christmas. Um, we've, got, we've got that um, committed, so... Uh, we've got Reverend Johnson for the months of November and December. Um, the search committee update, just a quick update. Karen Whiteman is going to be the chair of the search committee. Um, so it gives me great pleasure to say that if you have any questions about the search committee, she'd be a great person to ask. Um, <laughs> so are there any other announcements this morning? Great. Um, today... Uh, Pastor Jeremy Stopford is going to give us a, a message, so welcome to, to Jeremy, and um, thanks for being here. Let's begin with the chorus that we have in our hymn books so from the uh, hymn that we hear often at Billy Graham services. All right, let's stand together if you feel like it, if you're able to, just as I am, just the chorus. since I have been redeemed. Great song. Thank you. 
just as I am and waiting not. Of God we come. To rid my soul of one dark blot. O Lamb of God, we come. To thee thee whose blood blood can can cleanse cleanse each each spot. O Lamb Lamb of God, God, we we come. come. Father in heaven, we come come to to you today, today, poor, wretched, wretched, blind. All we need in thee we find. O Lamb of God, we come. Receive our worship, our hearts. Nothing in our hands we bring. Simply to thy cross we cling. O Lamb of God, we come. We give you our eternal praise. We give you our praise today that we can pause and be still before you, one another as family in Jesus. We give you thanks, receive our worship, all our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Our epistle reading is taken from Philippians chapter 2, oftentimes used in a um, communion service. I trust that uh, is a familiar passage, but if it is not, uh, it's a good time to get familiar with it. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider inequality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, for the glory of God the Father. May God be pleased to bless the reading of his word for his glory's sake. At this time, my wife, Thuvia, is going to help out with the children's time. And, hon, we have a uh, mic here for you as well. Looking forward to a personal chat with them. Um, I'm talking to the girls, okay? (laughs) You all can listen. Do you know what this Saturday is? Do you know what Saturday is? Anything special you're going to do Saturday? October 31st? Costumes? Are you shy? They're shy. Mm-hmm. They know it's Halloween. Does anybody know what November 1st is? 
November 1st is All Saints Day. All Saints Day commemorates all the saints of the church, known and unknown, who have attained heaven. In some religions, that means you have to die, you have to be dead for so many years, and then somebody has to give your name to somebody, and then they decide that you're a saint. My Bible tells me that I'm a saint. You become a saint by what we just read in Philippians, which is a great passage. In 1 Corinthians 1, 2, it says, To the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. I am a saint now because at one time I admitted that I was a sinner, that Jesus died for my sins, and I believe in him and I accepted him as my savior. Anyone who does that is already a saint. And um, I forgot to write the references down. Sorry about that. Acts 9.13, it says, Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. Romans 1.7 says, To all who are Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from our God our Father. And the last one is Romans 12.13, distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospitality. They were not dead. They cannot give to hospitality if they're dead. They can. When Paul talked to the, about the saints or to the saints, they were alive and living and knew Christ as their Savior. So that's how we can celebrate All Saints Day is by remembering that we're saints in Christ.
we have a an announcement and a couple of requests um, next Sunday if you show up at this time uh, you'll be here in time for breakfast uh, there's no breakfast here next Sunday but if you show up then it'll be 9:20 instead of 10:20. We change our clocks back next Sunday morning, so you all get up at 2 a.m. next Sunday. Change your clocks back an hour. We uh, spring ahead, fall back next Sunday. In addition to the request for GM, we also have a request for Moya, Marsha's granddaughter. She has some special needs as well. All right, let's bow for prayer. Father, we thank you that you are the the God of all comfort. We thank you. You are the God who hears us. We give you praise that you invite us to cast all our care upon you, for you care for us. And even as we bow before you, we can't help but think there are some really special needs in each of our lives that it's just really hard to voice in public, but you know our hearts. So we bow before you, praying your grace, your blessing, and your help, your provision, whatever the need, we pray your intercession, because you know our hearts, and we thank you that though they are unvoiced to one another, they are indeed voiced to you. We thank you that we can commit dear ones like Jan and and Moya to you, and others that have special needs at this time. We give them to you. And I pray for wisdom for those that have uh, medical oversight. We pray for those that uh, will have the uh, in, intimate uh, dealings with uh, those that are in the hospital, like the nurses and other healthcare workers that are just amazing people. And in all the busyness of their worlds, may you give them a special grace with each each one and a special intimate grace. And thank you for that as well. Uh, thank you for your provisions, praying for the provision for this dear church as well as uh, First Baptist in Earlville that you will call the one that you have uh, for each one, each church to, to be the next under shepherd to you. May that be your direct leading. We thank you that there's a union and fellowship much less a union and concern at this time. We commit each of our hearts to you. May our our communion, our fellowship with you be sweet. We thank you that you invite us to trust and to rest at your feet. So we look to you together as we pray together now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.
right, if you're able to, let's all stand together in our bulletins to him only trust him. Uh, we have to, uh, two, again, two verses in the course. All right. <laughs> Scripture is also taken uh, from Psalm 34, where our, our, the message will be from this morning. Uh, Psalm 34, it's good to read the uh, David's introduction to this as well. Sorry about that. Started off with a good note. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Psalm 34, just the first seven verses of David, when he pretended to be insane before Abimelech, who drove him away, and he left. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us, let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. Uh, and he delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. May God be pleased to bless this reading of his word for his glory's sake. You see the title of the message, Me Be Like Jesus. That's an interesting title. We'll get to that in a second. Life often uh, offers us special moments for reflection. Perhaps the Holy Spirit's being involved in your life when you think, uh, well, did I handle that well? Uh, no, no, I, I don't think I handled that very well. And that's exactly what this psalm is about. King David remembers an incident, and he remembers when he looked back at that incident. We don't have a whole lot of information on that incident with Abimelech, but we do know that David did not handle it well. In fact, he even feigned, he even pretended that he was insane. 
And, and when he looked back, he realized there was one thing he lacked throughout that entire, entire incident. He didn't trust God. He didn't look to God. He didn't even pray. He tried to handle it in his own strength and in his own wisdom. How about us? Are the incidents in our lives, are, are the, the occasions just simply random events? Or are they purposely allowed by the divine hand of God upon our lives, orchestrated for one purpose, that we would trust him, that we, we would seek his face, that we would look to him, that we would rely upon him, and what does all that have to do with my being like Jesus? We'll find out pretty quick. Let's pray. Father, I pray that even as we meet together around this a wonderful psalm, that we'll learn the lessons you have for us today. Be our teacher, be our guide. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. There are times that uh, the psalm includes uh, Invitations. We love invitations, don't we? Uh, when I when I was growing up, um, at a little town called Rye, New York. Some of you may know it. It's outside New York City, Westchester County. Uh, we we love going to birthday parties. We as kids knew every kid on the block. Parents had no idea who all the families are on the block. And you're probably now that we're adults, we have no idea who all the people are on the block. But our kids do, our grandkids do, they know every, every kid on the block, they go to school with them, they, they chum with them, they play with them. So it was always a joy for us to, to go to the birthday parties of all the kids, and it was always a joy for me to invite all the kids to, to our house for, for whenever, I, uh, whenever my birthday came around in June. And, you know, one thing that I always looked forward to was a package that was wrapped in striped paper. If I recall, I was trying to remember as I prepared, I know one of the colors was gold and I think one of them was purple. And I just don't remember what the other stripe was. I should, but I don't. But you knew when you got a, a package wrapped in that striped colored paper that it came from Lepler's store in downtown Rye. Ooh, you had a wonderful present. Woo, yeah. Yeah, you, you couldn't, you just, you just love that. Um, so God specializes in invitation. Psalm 34 is written, uh, it's David's thoughts on that incident. And he sets it in the pattern throughout this of invitation. He tries to uh, talk about the invitations that God allows. The first invitation is the invitation to fellowship. He says, uh, magnify, verse 3, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. And verse 7 says, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and deliver them. You know, the fellowship is more than two people in a ship. <laughs> it means more than that. It, it actually, it has an idea of, uh, in the Christian realm, it's, uh, it's when our united purpose together, two or more of us together, our united purpose to see the glory of God on display in each of our lives. David had learned many lessons when he didn't trust God. 
And the first lesson he learned was that when he trusts the Lord first, his hunger, and indeed God's hunger for him would be met. It says that the angel, even the, the interference of the angelic realm, encamps all around those who fear him, delivers them. He knew that now because he was trusting God. Did you catch the words, magnify with me, exalt together. This poor man cries, God hears. The angel surrounds, delivers. God invites us to fellowship. We trust, God delivers. God invites us in any situation that he orchestrates in our lives, just as he did in David's life. We have a choice. We're at a crossroads. What am I going to do to get through this? Or, Father, I have no idea how I'm going to get through this, but I'm going to trust you through this. And I'm going to trust that your hand will be upon my life. I'm going to trust that you will provide. I'm going to trust. And what does he do? He delivers. Don't you wish that we trusted him fully? Don't you wish all of God's people would? So our first invitation is the invitation to fellowship. Remember that, fellowship. Invitation number two is the invitation to faithfulness. Look at the words of verse 8 are precious. Oh, taste and see, my mouth is watering here, all right? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints. There's no lack to those who fear him. Young lions lack, suffer hunger. But those who, <clears throat> excuse me, seek the Lord shall not lack in any good thing. <clears throat> There's this invitation to faithfulness. Um, one of my uh, favorite TV shows, I don't watch a whole lot of TV because we normally don't have TV except for uh, a special channel, uh, CBS, that we have, that we pay for. Um, one of my favorite programs is, is one called Young Sheldon. Young Sheldon is about a nine-year-old kid who's in high school. He's a genius, but he's very socially inept. Uh, so he's, a, he's actually his parents are trying to get him into college as a nine-year-old. And in the midst of all that, his sister gets an invitation to the neighbor's birthday party. But then all of a sudden, mom notices that her boy Sheldon did not get an invitation. And she said, well, maybe it's gonna come. And the next day it didn't come. So you know what she does? She goes to the neighbor, says, hey, Sheldon's invitation didn't come yet. I, I'm sure that's an oversight. And the neighbor said, well, we didn't invite him. We, we didn't invite him. Um, and he wasn't invited. The mother did not wish to deal with Sheldon's social ineptness. Now, don't you wish that you're always eligible for a good invitation? And in these verses, <clears throat> we see that God invites us to his faithfulness. Listen to those words. Taste. Hi. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Fear the Lord. There's no lack with God. Seek the Lord. He does 
he who does is surrounded by God's faithfulness. Peter often uh, applies this psalm to his writings. We're going to see that uh, quite a few times. Listen to 1 Peter chapter 2. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. How, how important is the faithfulness of God? 1 Thessalonians 5.24 says, Faithful is he who called you, who also will do it. From the moment we trusted Jesus as our Savior, uh, God has promised that he'll do it. He will be a part of our lives. He will provide for us. And I assure you that that verse, faithful is he who called you, who also will do it. Got many a young boy and girl through Bible school and through life. I'm one of those. That's a pretty good verse. In his faithfulness, God calls us to salvation. In his faithfulness, God calls us to trust in all of life's situations. Uh, David learned that. Peter learned that. And we must learn that too. So first of all, there was an invitation to fellowship. And then secondly, there's an invitation to faithfulness. Thirdly, there's an invitation to family. I won't read all of this, but look at verse 11. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Our third invite in this psalm at the start of verse 11 is the word come. Come, you children. I looked up in my BibleGateway.com. I punched in the word come and was just curious how many times that word appears in Scripture. Put in your mind a number that you think the word come appears in Scripture. And the answer is 1,826 times. And the very first invitation, not the first usage, but the first invitation, come into the ark. Genesis 7-1. Come into the ark. Our Heavenly Father just loves family uh, as the earthly father invites his children to, to listen to me. So our Heavenly Father loves for his children to listen to me. You know, David, David had to relearn that trust. And here he puts into print the reminder that we who call, call ourselves the children of God through faith in the cross and in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord, uh, we're, we're also... I'm sorry, I've, I've got I've to answer this. Uh, hello, I'm a little busy now. Uh, I'm actually having a party with about 30 people. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm, I, I didn't realize it was you who called. Yes, I, I'm, 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 I'm preaching from your word. I, I really am, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm, I know I'm, I'm, I'm a little feeble about it, but I'm, I'm, try, I'm, on, I'm on the part about family. I know you love family, sir. Yes, Father, I, I, know, I know you know that. Yeah, yeah. You want me to give it to him good? Uh, <laughs> he wants me to give it. Yes, sir, I'm, I'm trying that. Yes, yes. Um, okay, well, thank you. I, I, um, uh, 
you're going to help me, right? Oh, okay. I, I really, you, you love family, right? Okay. Yes, yes. I, I do have a wonderful wife. Yes, don't I? Yes, yes, I do. Yes, sir. Yeah, I sure do. 40, we're going on 48 years. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, we're... Yes, okay, yes, I will let her know that I love her too. Yes, thank you. Uh, all right, um, very, can, I, can, I, can I go on now? All right, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for calling. This is pretty, uh, this, <laughs> this is a treat. I, <laughs> yes, I love you too. Thank you, bye. Oh, that was, yeah, well, um, um, yeah, um, Okay, he likes family too, so I think we better pay attention to that. Uh, he invites us to family, and these, that was different. He invites us to family. He invites us so much that even Peter utilized these words in 1 Peter 3. Peter quoted that. He began it by saying, love as brothers. Family is a big deal to God. Let's sing a song. You probably don't have that, but I bet some of you know it. It's a little chorus. It's not, it may not be in your books, but if you know it, sing along with me. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood. Join us with Jesus as we travel this side. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Wow, aren't you a part of God's family? Have you come to the cross and trust family? It's important to the Father. It ought to be, it's important to the church. It's important to one another. Family. So, invitation number one is to fellowship. Number two is to faithfulness. Number three is to family. Here we go. Number four is the invitation to feebleness. What? Look at verse 17. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit, a contrite, those who are crushed in spirit. Wow. Last part is an invitation. The last invites an invitation that David understood very well, but he often forgot. In Psalm 51, when he delivers his a plea to God for God's forgiveness for his interaction with Bathsheba. He, he was invited, he invited to have a contrite heart, a heart that is crushed uh, in spirit, but invited to trust the living God. Feebleness, the spirit that says, I have no strength of my own. The Lord is my strength. David had forgotten that. We know that often. And when we are feeble, then the only hope, the only trust that we should have is in the Lord himself. We have no other place to choose. We can try to invent our own help. But in our feebleness, if we look to the Lord for his trust, 
for his help, then what does he do? He delivers. Fellowship, faithfulness, family, feebleness. You say, well, pastor, your sermon title, me be like Jesus. Where, what, what's that all about with all these invitations? Verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. That's kind of the conclusion of the first, the, the four invites. But notice verse 20. He, God, guards all his bones. Not one of them is broken. <clears throat> Let me ask you a question. <laughs> By show of hands, how many of you have ever had a broken bone? Ah, so this verse does not apply to us, does it? Well, I can remember I was a, the, the manager of the, my high school football team. And whenever the punter punted during pregame warm-up, you know who tried to catch the ball. That was me. I was his help. Then I would throw the ball to my assistant who had a good arm, and he'd throw it back to the punter. The punter would kick it to me and so on. But that one night, I lost the ball in the, the lights of the stadium, and it landed right on the top of my thumb. That's the only time in my all of my thousand years of living that I've ever had a broken bone. If you ever break a thumb, you know it hurts. And it didn't get to the hospital till the next day because it was a night game and all. So what does this verse refer to? What is it all about? We know that it refers to Jesus. You say, well, how do you know that? Because it's quoted from in John 19. When the soldiers went to take the, uh, because it was pre-Sabbath, uh, they were requested to get the, the, people, the three that were on the cross down. Well, in order to do that, those three should be dead. So they went to the first two and broke their legs so they would have no strength to heave themselves up so they could get an extra breath. But when they got to the Lord Jesus, they found he was already dead. The Bible says, no one took my life from me. I gave it. His, his life on the cross was an offering for my sin, for your sin, for our sins. And in direct fulfillment of Psalm 34, these soldiers did not break Jesus' bones because he was already dead. They just simply were to bring him down off the cross. Wow. Wow. The, the, the reflection there is that in all our afflictions, the Lord delivers the righteous. And the Lord, our Savior, is living proof that the Lord delivers the righteous even from all his afflictions because the Father delivered him. And even so, David learned this the hard way. He was inspired to write Psalm 34 so that we too can not only remember God's deliverance, but even enjoy it in the fulfilling of, of, of prophecy through his word, through his son. Me be like Jesus. Trust the Lord. Trust the Father. Be obedient to his word. Listen to his invites. You bet. Let's pray.
Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word today. We thank you that at that birthday party that we had hoped to get invited to and we didn't, that's not as great as the invitations that you give to us. You never disappoint us, although we may at times disappoint you. You invite us to your trust. You invite us to your shelter. You invite us to your care. You invited us when you first invited us to come into the ark, even the ark of safety in the cross, in the shed blood of our Savior, your Son. You invited us to your church. You invited us to your fellowship. You invited us to your family and the family of God even as we enjoy one another today. You invite us. And you prove it by showing us that you care even to the detail of our Savior's uh, death on the cross. You are so good. I pray that this message today, your word today, this psalm today, would live in our hearts this week in fresh ways. We bow before you, commit our week to you, that in a real tangible way our trust will be in a fresh way, all to you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing our, our final hymn, uh, The Savior is Waiting, a good, 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 good sim, uh, hymn of invitation. The Savior is Waiting. Again, if you're able, uh, let's stand together, shall we? before I close in prayer that every one of you knows the Lord Jesus 
you've responded to the greatest invitation in the world, come to me. The Savior has, has invited us to come to him, to his salvation, to find that he is worthy of our trust, the very one who went to Calvary's tree. He's worthy of our eternal trust. He's worthy of our daily trust. Is he your Savior today? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for uh, these moments to be in your house. Again, I thank you for this dear fellowship here in Norwich. And I pray your blessing upon each heart, each home represented here. I pray your blessing upon the altars in each of our homes, the altars of faith, the altars of trust, the altars of a walk with you in your word and, each pr and prayer every day. Uh, bless each heart, each home. You know the special needs. Draw us. May our communion with you and with each other be sweet this week. It's been good to be in your house today. Dismiss us with your blessing. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.